It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, the U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. All right. Well, thank you, Bill. Uh, as always, Bill comes up with these news articles, and, and uh, again, we have two important ones, so listen up. Well, our first one is about the VA ID card. What about that, Bill? Well, Gary, they have uh, began to mail those uh, cards out uh, as of uh, this past Monday. 10,000 of the uh, VA ID cards has been uh, uh, sent out to uh uh, veteran community, and uh, uh, fifteen thousand veterans have uh, have been approved for additional cards. Now, each one of these cards uniquely, we'll find that it has the Office Depot logo, which indicates that there's a partnership between uh, the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs and uh, Office Depot. Uh, as you might recall, Gary. Uh, back in 2015, our U.S. Congress ordered the VA to create the card to make it easier for our veterans to receive discounts at stores and restaurants without carrying around the DD-214. So <laughs> Office Depot will continue to print and mail out these cards until September 2020. Uh, we'd just like to advise the veteran community that these VA ID cards do not replace uh, VA medical cards, DOD retired cards, and nor does it qualify as an official government-issued identification. So you're saying all veterans will receive this, correct? Do uh, you have to apply? And uh, if you go to the VA. Gov. The instructions are there in terms of applying, or you can even go uh, visit your local uh, uh, clinic in your in your uh, area or a VA uh, medical center and get started there. All right, sounds good. Now you also have some news about someone had a birthday. Yes, Gary, as you know, our oldest living veteran. Is a served in World War II. Richard Overton is his name. He uh -huh. resides in Austin, Texas. And uh, this past Friday, he reached the grand new age of 112 years. Unbelievable! Uh, I, it, it, it's something uh, uh, you know to be behold. Uh, uh, at that particular age. And he says, Gary, he feels no pains and no aches. You know, wow. I think uh, uh, a lot of folks who are probably half his age would like to be able to uh, to make that statement. Now, huh? he, uh, he has the luxury of uh, an overnight caregiver who uh, uh, spends time with him through the night. And listen to this, Gary. He weighs mm -hmm. 125 pounds, and something you and I talked about this morning, blood pressure. He has a blood uh -huh. pressure of 110 over 80 and a body wow. temperature of 97.4 degrees. Doesn't sound like a 112-year-old <laughs> guy to me, does he? And especially when he's sitting there with a cigar in his hand and, uh, you know, probably uh, probably a shot at night. <laughs> Absolutely. Since you mentioned the cigars, he usually goes uh, three or four of those uh, days sitting on his front porch. 
And as his friends passed by, you know, they're driving by and he's sitting there, they said, that is his stage. And, uh, you know, he greets everybody with a smile and has a story to tell. So at 112 years of age, Gary, and he was born in 1906. Unbelievable. Yeah, geez. Unbelievable. That's pretty cool. Yes, it is. All right. Now, let's get to our guest. We have a pretty good show today, and you'll be very uh, excited to hear some of the facts about the organization. Uh, Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest. And, Gary, it is an honor indeed to introduce to our listeners today Brian Jacobs. Brian is an OIF uh, 1-2 veteran, uh, sustainable veterpreneur, visionaire, in a 2017 Manatee County, Florida Veteran of the Year. Now, after losing uh, his brother Kevin to uh, uh, suicide in 2014, something about uh, Brian's life clicked and changed. Through Kevin's uh, loss of life, uh, he was able to find direction and purpose for his mind. Most of his life had been focused on chasing his dreams of changing people's lives through food. It's a good way to change. Uh, Brian did not yet know whose life he would change. But in 2014, Brian started a program called Vet 2, and that's the numeric 2 chef, with no idea of what was to come. And now they are a 501c3 for homeless and displaced veterans to find passion and purpose through food and brew programs. Uh, their website is Vets to success.org and they are here to change the lives of our veteran brothers and sisters to give them an opportunity to build an identity that can love and develop for the rest of their lives. Brian Jacobs, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Thank Brian. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, um, Brian, tell us what actually made you choose the food route to go on a, on a nonprofit. I, I, well, I know, know what we said it earlier, but let's hear it from you. It's funny. Well, it, you know, it's funny is that, you know, I was actually, um, I started cooking um, at eight years old. Um, my grandfather was a World War II chef, um, and uh, he was uh, on a tin can out of uh, Pearl Harbor and out of Norfolk, Virginia. And uh, so when I, you know, I talk about food, I tell people, you know, food chose me at such a, a young age. And, you know, so I wasn't your typical mud pie making kid. I was this kid in the kitchen learning how to make roast beef, um, open face roast beef sandwiches. And my grandfather happened to be a German chef um, at that. So everything I had had brown gravy on it and it was slow cooked. And I mean, it was just, you know, some good fixings, but it took a, a a day to plan out a menu. It took time. And, uh, I think that's where I really originally fell in love with food. And I really didn't really understand that time in my life, why it chose me. Um, I mean, even when I went in the military, um, I wasn't able to cook. Um, I was actually a battlefield paramedic with second Marine division, uh, Navy corpsman. And, uh, so I served my, my six years alongside the, uh, the fleet Marine force. And, uh, and that's a whole nother story, but, um, it was one of these things that I had just always brought me home. And even when I was overseas um, in Iraq, I carried two cookbooks with me that, um, you know, kind of uh, just brought me home. And it was one of these things that I, I, something about it just resurrected and breaking bread with your brothers and sisters is uh, something we look forward to. That's where our camaraderie comes in. That's where our uh, stories can, you know, really take, you know, focus. And, you know, it's the things we can laugh about in the day when we've been through hell and back and, you know, it's like, I can't believe we did that. I'm so glad to eat this MRE with you, but I'm, I, I'm glad I'm here. So, and that's, you know, where the culinary journey began. It was eight years old and at, sitting at a table with hot chocolate and cornflakes. My grandfather had his uh, coffee. All right. The roast beef made me hungry. But, 
<laughs> how does, explain to us how does the uh, vets to success and and vet to chef work together? So vet success, so um, it, it, it came from this whole it came just this idea, and, and, I, and I don't want to say that you know there's been a lot of you know there's been a lot of acting of God in my life, and I'll say that, and um, it's been an amazing piece, and I wanted to put something in place because there's a lot of you know. I guess, you know, predisposed conditions that are placed on veterans, but there's never, you never hear something about success. Um, that success was established um, based upon the idea of taking somebody who, who knows not who they are, but they are a veteran, and transforming their mind, their identity, into something um, in, that they can become. Um, as a chef, you have to have this creative outlet, and I do this with every class I start, and I'll, I'll hold up the simple thing as a lemon. And this lemon is, you know, there's a metaphoric purpose of this lemon to exist in front of these gentlemen, ladies, is that I ask them, what, what do they see? What do they see? And then, you know, everybody in the class automatically, well, I see a lemon. Okay, what else do you see? Mm-hmm. Think. And uh, finally, they go, well, I don't, what are we supposed to see? And I say, well, and someone goes, well, what, what do you see? And I say, well, I see a garnish. I see a, I see a mer- uh, meringue. I can see... Um, a sauce, I can see a lemonade, I can see an ice cream, a sorbet, I can see a pie. Um, and what you get them to start doing is taking their minds and starting to see their lives for what they can become, not for what it is. And we have to put that in perspective because everything that a veteran used to be, they're not allowed to be anymore. You know, when I was in the military and everybody who served had a different identity. I was HM3 FMF Jacobs. I wasn't Brian. I had no clue who Brian was. And so when I got out of the military, you know, everything that I once was had to become, had to be, for, not necessarily forgotten, but it had to find a new purpose in order to serve. And so that success is that mindset of giving someone an identity, a sense of purpose, a belonging. And this is where the culinary, the baking, the brewing arts comes into place because you need a passion. You need something you can love but you need something that's going to help you grow in life and that you can always fall back on that's going to give you as much as you give it. And that's what culinary did for me. Uh, food gave me such an opportunity of kind of finding my place within a, a world where I didn't know who I was and what I belonged in. But for some reason, mm-hmm. when I went to culinary school, I just got it. There was this functional high, high-paced chaos. There was this teamwork. There was this organization that had to happen, this attention to detail there are all these things, for some reason, I just understood. And I understood them because I was a veteran. I understood them because I was a high-tempo person in the military, and it just spoke to me. And it was just like a natural act that occurred. And um, it was so amazing, the, the change of who I once was and then what I decided to become. But I had to have that, that moment, these moments in my life, though, um, that led to this. Um, and a lot of veterans... Um, or active duty members, should I say, are not ready for veteran status. Um, and then that's, you know, uh, why we created this whole organization of Vets to Success, because they're not, they've not been ready for veteran status, and they come out of the military, and they fall on their face. And they, uh, you know, they get to places in their life where they shouldn't be. They create, they have crimes they commit, or they turn to alcohol for, you know, self-treatment for issues. They turn to drugs for self-treatment of issues. Um, they don't understand, uh, they don't have the ability to admit I have problems or ability to admit I, I need support because in the military, you didn't have to ask for that. It was already there. Somebody who had your six, as we say, you know, guys that left, right, front, and back knew you. And it wasn't just somebody who, under, you know, just knew you, they understood you. They knew when you weren't acting right, or you were down, or you weren't the same person. Um, it just, it was a family. And so we're recreating that structure of camaraderie, belonging, purpose, identity, and giving you a passion along with it. Wow. Sounds like a wonderful um, organization, helping all the vets out there. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Brian, with Vets to Success. And Bill, I know you have a couple questions. Well, Gary, you know, uh, uh, Brian brought back memories to to me when I read first on the website about uh, his in- interaction with his grandfather and learning the uh, how to cook and become a chef because it also reminded me at around seven or eight uh, how my mother used to uh, call me in at periods uh, while I was out playing and and says, you know, you need to spend some time here in the kitchen because I'm not always going to be with you. And if nothing else, you need to know how to prepare food uh, so you mm-hmm. can take care of yourself from that particular end. And, Brian, I, I suspect that you and your grandfather must have had some, some conversations as you were going through uh, that training uh, with him. Yeah. And uh, I, I, there was, there's not even words to describe those memories. Um, I mean, my grandfather was more than just a grandfather. He, um, uh, there was, a, you know, I, I grew up a little bit, you know, differently. Uh, my father was an active duty member at the time. Um, he was actually a Navy SEAL um, and worked with a dive salvage group, too, out of Little Creek Amphib. And so I wasn't really in my life. Um, and there were some challenges that he and my mother were trying to overcome at that part of their lives. And so there was a question of, you know, if I was really his child at one point in time. And... Um, and this, you know, my grandfather didn't care um, because he wanted to make it, you know, make me a better man. And he wanted to give me a life that, you know, I deserved. And um, it was it was so amazing um, because everything I learned about life, I learned through the kitchen. And I, I learned through how things grew and, you know, to respect things and where food comes from. And it uh, really set the tone for just my belief in the process of what food does to people, um, and what the, what the proponent of food could do for people if we let it act in our lives the way it should. And, uh, I remember, you know, growing up, um, you know, having these large family dinners and these large family, uh, gatherings. And to me, these are things that do and don't exist. I feel like the world around us has gotten so busy and so fast that we've forgotten to come back to the table and do the things that matter as a family. And that's have good food. 
and have conversation and share love and share stories. And, uh, you know, uh, technology is amazing, but then again, it's, it plays a vital factor in what's also breaking down that time in, the, in a family. And uh, so I was very fortunate to be in a, I grew up in a time where, you know, technology is starting to emerge and, but values and love and kindness and compassion and education in the home um, really came, it was still at the forefront of growing up. Well, Brian, that certainly was a great start uh, for you, and it was a great start for me uh, uh, just working alongside and learning, for the most part, from, from my mother. She taught me things in the kitchen, uh, many of those that I remember today and still employ when I, I have some time to, uh, to, to, to uh, uh, cook a meal. Now, mm-hmm. now also, uh, uh, leaving the military, you mentioned that uh, you were homeless for a time. Oh, and uh, give our listening audience some highlights of that experience and how that may have further influenced you with uh, getting to where you are now with the program that uh, you're heading up. Well, you know, it was a, it was a bittersweet time because um, when I left the military, um, it was a very quick decision. Um, I had gotten back from Iraq um, November 5th, and then I was literally out of the Marine Corps uh, by November 12th or November 25th, if I don't remember. It's really a two-week, two, one to two-week changeover of me being back from an active combat zone. And um, there was something that was either stay in and go back to Iraq with another unit, or it was get out and uh, figure life out. And... Um, I got introduced to this organization who, you know, you know, everything seems greater on the other side of the grass until you actually have to stand on the lawn and realize there's a lot of holes. And, uh, so I, I, I took that first step and, um, I stepped into a hole. Um, I was in a, you know, precarious situation in my life and, uh, had made some choices that may not have been the best choices, but I was, was inexperienced, um, and what life really was because I had lived on a military base. I had lived a military lifestyle and everything I was provided for me was, you know, wasn't a gift. It was something I had earned, but it's part of being in the military. But you don't prepare for those things when you get out. You don't prepare for having to have a you know, written resume, to having a, a list of educational opportunities that you've taken or certifications that are civilian credentialed. And uh, I thought being a battlefield paramedic, um, with, uh, you know, two combat tours, a level three trauma certification and, you know, live tissue training and have been in active combat zones and treated things you can't even imagine, um, that I would be a perfect fit for someone ER or something that, you know, that was like, yeah, I'm going to get out making, you know, you know, paramedic, we really glitter patch certified and nope. Uh, <laughs> if anything, it was, um, it was the complete opposite. Um, and it took me uh, over 20-some jobs before uh, someone took a, and I hate to say this, took a chance on me uh, because I was, I was too qualified for some things and I was underqualified for other things. Um, I just didn't fit anywhere. And um, I didn't understand why. Uh, and it was one of these things where I didn't understand what PTSD was. I didn't understand... Um, any of these processes and I didn't understand where to even go for help. And when I did go for help, they at the same time couldn't really tell me what was wrong with me. And that was a, a big deal as well. And so I started self-medicating, um, using alcohol as that medi- you know, medium. And, um, it put me in a very precarious situation in my life where, um, I ended up uh, becoming a professional couch surfer or, a, uh, as a professional uh, extra room sleeper and uh, ended up in my car um, for a little bit and sleeping underneath the Hampton Roads Bridge Center uh, Parkway uh, overpass right next to the VA. And uh, it, uh, it was a part of my life where um, I, I, I didn't, I was dumbfounded. Um, and every door I had tried to open um, kind of closed in me. Um, but I didn't realize that I was also kind of doing it to myself. I had lived a life that in a way was given to me. As long as you serve, the services are provided. Um, And I had this in my head um, that I, and I didn't, wasn't prepared for having to have a, a, 
a can-do motivated attitude for myself because I was used to someone telling me my objectives of the day, the, the award of the day, what was I going to get done, what was my objectives, who did I have to report to, what did I have to check on. You know, I had zero responsibility in the core for myself. I had responsibility for everybody else. And I was still trying to find that. And so all these things that we, we take for granted in the you know, civilian world of, you know, having someone, you know, sponsor us or support us to help, you know, drive us to be in something more uh, is if you can find that, then you need to latch on to it like it's nobody's business because that's that, you know, that's that someone who gives, cares about you. Uh, and that's what that really um, kind of, you know, really helped support me in this process is when I went to, I, I really found three jobs and I found a, a bunch of good friends. Um, and they were all veterans, obviously. Um, and I, for some reason, you know, we just kind of, we obviously clicked and they were different branches and, you know, it was like this weird, uh, I had a, an awakening as I tell people, um, I was sitting outside my car on a bench and, uh, I heard, uh, heard this weird voice. Um, it sounded like my grandfather and I don't know if it was somebody who walked by me, but it was something my grandfather had said to me. And, uh, and uh, I had lost him um, the year before I went in the military. And it was kind of like his last wish for me to join the military to get my life together. And uh, this voice said to me, he said, you know, get your life together, son. No one else will for you. Yeah. Well, Brian, we, we're coming up on a break, but uh, uh, as we get past that, uh, uh, there's something uh, I, I want to give you to think about when we come back. Uh, as you've mentioned, the veteran suicides and uh, post-traumatic stress and their impact, it's really a, 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 a difficult situation that we have within the veteran mm-hmm. community. But what I'd like for you to, when we come back, to, uh, to, to talk about uh, from your learning and what you master in the culinary arts about foods that are calming, that uh, tend to help uh, our veterans and even others as they struggle with post-traumatic stress. Sounds great. All right. We'll go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to Network at gmail.com. 
That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Brian, with Nets to Success. And, Bill? So, Brian, when we, we ended the last segment, we were just about to get in. Uh, we're talking about post-traumatic stress and its impact on suicides. Uh, but from the culinary arts uh, uh, aspect, I'm sure that you have uh, determined that there are some foods that have a calming effect, which seems to, uh, you know, it isn't the all-out cure, but it certainly can have its impact. Uh, with uh, men and women who've served uh, with post-traumatic stress and hopefully to help uh, reduce suicides. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, food is, it, you know, what I, this is where I love where science comes into food, um, that we're really understanding the pro- proprietary, like, makeup of food um, and the, the, the amazing things that it can do to not only fuel our, our, our minds, but can fuel our bodies in a way that we didn't think possible. Um, you know, myself personally, um, I don't take PTSD medication. Um, I actually stopped taking my medication and focused in more of a holistic approach to using natural foods as a healing methods. Um, because I really, truly, there was something I was there, my mood, I mean, I felt worse on the medications than I did, uh, almost prior. Prior it was, I was having uncontrollable um, uh, anxiety, uncontrollable hyper, you know, hypersensitivities. Um, I was on an all-time alert. I mean, these were things that I couldn't necessarily control, and the medication started to play an impact, but to keep me down all day, to keep me almost subdued all day, um, I didn't need that. What I needed is um, abilities to counter, be counteractive towards uh, how I felt. Um, and it really does come from our our foods that we eat in the I, you know, I have a, a kind of a little bit of a background. I went in my undergrad, I studied biology um, to understand how food affects the body, how it breaks down how, from a cellular standpoint. Um, and there is a plethora of foods. Um, and Eastern medicine um, is kind of this new, you know, new thing that the VA actually has just undertook um, is looking at very holistic health approaches. And uh, food's going to play a huge role in that. Um, from a natural standpoint. Um, and there's a big difference between, obviously, we hear the, the words about organics and natural and um, farm-raised this and free-range that. Um, and I will have to say that there is a big difference um, in the way that food is absorbed into the body and the things that are absorbed into the body have an impact on how our our mind reacts or how our you know, cholesterol acts or how our hormones react. All these things that are put into our food have a significant impact on our bodies. Um, and even when we were in the military, we, we got, you know, as males, we got, you know, s- put some something called soft peter into uh, the food to kind of control our testosterone and hormone levels. Well, testosterone and hormone levels affect males' and ability to control aggression, to control anxiety, to control hypersensitivity, to control um, so many other natural processes. And so when you have a process that's been kind of personally thrown off, there's got to be a way to redeem it. You know, there are, you know, natural, you know, they are doing testosterone and this, that, and the other, but there's such a natural approach to it that exists. And I personally have a, a love for um, Indian spices and foods, and, and there is a great component list, and there's lots of natural whole food uh, elements. We have a Richard's Food Important, which is a natural whole foods piece where I'm at. Um, and there's others around the country that are starting to realize that there's there's teas and there's liqueurs and there's shakes and there's all these things that you can use to find a, uh, I want to say a homeostasis in your life, a balance, um, using, you know, diet, but exercise, um, finding a passionate art to kind of sink yourself in, whether it's song or it's baking or it's culinary or if it's fishing or if it's something that can just give you a peace of mind. And all those things, there's components together, you know, and I've added in meditation, I've added in Tai Chi, I've added the Lord, uh, the Word of God, definitely, of understanding me better. Um, this has, you know, been the major impact in my life, because I've taken a new balanced approach to who I am. And that comes from a, just a little bit of research and asking and taking the effort to ask the right questions. 
sort of a holistic look on life, uh, Brian, is the exactly. way I, I see it. You know, I, I'm I'm just uh, intrigued to, to know if, if you've uh, uh, prepared or published any recipes specifically that uh, might be available to uh, our veteran community that they may, uh, might be able to try and, uh, you know, as an approach to, to dealing with post-traumatic stress? Well, you know, this is actually something I am personally working on that you do bring this up, and I, this is your first uh, uh, people to hear about this. So, <laughs> hello. Oh, All right. Okay. So um, I am working on um, um, kind of a, I got to study when I was overseas uh, mood food. Um, and mood food is a very big um, new study, and it's, you know, what smells drive, what creates, you know, when you smell something, you salivate, um, all these type of things. And it's a real, really cool piece because in wines, you, you tend to try to smell what's in the wine, and then you try to taste what's in the wine, and there's like a depth of flavor, but that those smells and those tastes take you on an, uh, an experience or a roller coaster. Well, the same thing happens when you eat certain foods. It puts you on a certain level of, of, of a, I don't want to say a life high, but it said puts you on a life high. And uh, so I've been doing um, a lot of research and putting together a, a natural natural health cookbook um, towards PTSD, um, things that I have found and things I've heard from other studies um, that will impact um, a healthy, help you define, try a balance. But it'll be a combination of things. It'll be recipes. It'll be um, meditation. It'll be, um, you know, uh, workouts. It'll be, you know, some yoga. Um, it'll be a lot of uh, motivational pieces. Um, and it's going to help you kind of put yourself on a new life high. Um, but this is the base of it. It is food. And that's where it starts. I mean, if you start your day off with uh, something that's bad for you and it's bad on your your first brain, which is your stomach, it's going to affect the way you think. It's going to affect the way you, you drive your day. You're going to be sluggish. You're going to be tired. And so you have to put yourself on, you have to start your day on a high note. And that starts from the time you eat first thing in the morning. Well, when, when you get that uh, completed or near completed, uh, Brian uh, will certainly want you to come back and uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, 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 promote that with within the uh, audience. Now, as we mentioned again before the break, you've got an amazing Vietnam veteran that uh, you've worked with, John Esposito. Um, uh, yep. And uh, what is his goal in, in preparing food? Well, you know, John John is amazing. He's a Marine Corps veteran. Um, and, uh, you know, this is just one of these, these great people that the Lord's placed in my life. And uh, John found me through... Um, a news article, a written newspaper, and I didn't even think people read the newspaper anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, and uh, this gentleman calls me up, or he emails me, says, you know, hey, you know, it's literally, hey, Brian, I love what you're doing. I'm a baker. I want to help. And I'm like, I had been planning on trying to open a bakery um, component to what we're doing, because I knew right. how much I like to bake bread, and how much I like to do pies, and and so I was, and I literally was praying about this. Like, I really need this component to come through. Um, and in walks John Esposito. And uh, what's so amazing about John is that John has such a cool history. John originally created the subway roll. Um, <laughs> the original subway roll that we eat in Subway is his recipe, wow. his original recipe. And uh, I was, when the first time I heard that, I'm just like, Wow. Like, I mean, you, I mean, I don't consider, I consider myself, uh, just, uh, someone who cares about food, but when you're, you're, what your, your thing is synonymous throughout the world, that that's your, your work, you know, that's leading the way. And that's what really kind of led, led Subway to it's, you know, it had to have a vessel to serve on and that's that vessel. I mean, I was super amazed, but what's really great about John is the, the, the love and love and compassion, and 100% of his time is volunteer. Um, John, you know, does not want anything. He's not there to uh, collect a check, or, and, you know, no one collects a check in our organization, and it's, he's out there for selfless service. And he's out there because he wants to see a change, and that, you know, food did to his life what it has done to mine, and it gave, gave him a, an outlet to, to better himself, and he wants to better 
his brothers and sisters, just like I do through food and brew. And uh, it's been a, I, I just, I mean, I thank God for people like him. I, uh, I couldn't ask for, I mean, there's so many great people in my life, but he was one of the first ones who, after, you know, we've been a program for three years with Bet to Chef, uh, Bet the Baker just started, um, and Bet the Brew is set to kick off in September. And um, it's, it's, an, it's been an amazing uh, set of events. I mean, I can't explain it, um, and I know it's unexplainable, but I'm just I'm thankful for it. So, Brian, uh, just uh, briefly, tell us a little bit about the successful chefs that's come through your program and uh, those who are listening uh, who might be interested in uh, getting into your program, how they might be able to enter. Awesome. Well, this, this, is, a, this is actually an amazing time for us. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got some really great opportunities. We focus primarily on the homeless and displaced uh, veteran segment. Uh, you know, our homeless veteran brothers and sisters are, whew, I, it's just, it's too many. It's 350,000 is what they're stating it at um, right now between, you know, this is a majority of three states, California, Texas, and Florida, um, that we're facing this, but they're everywhere. Um, and, you know, so I, I don't really think the census is correct. I think there's more. Um, you know, the, the displacement rate is at a million and a half, um, which is, you know, veterans who have no identity. Veterans who are on mom and dad's couch, who are sleeping in the your friend's best room, um, and it, this has been a primarily our segment. Um, we have just recently, well, I just recently returned from Nashville, Tennessee, and we're about to, you know, start a great partnership with the USO Pathfinder program, um, which is in 15 different locations around the United States and growing. And then we're going to be partnering with uh, an organization called Operation Stand Down out of Nashville, Tennessee, which has been operating at 25 years. And it's a conglomerate of services that just are trying to change the status quo. Um, and so we are starting to spread out to different cities. We're opening up in St. Pete. We're opening up in Tampa with a nonprofit, um, hopefully coming to the Orlando market within the coming months. Um, but what's amazing is the, <laughs> the, the timing of all this is just uh, the, the, the people coming out to want to make a difference. And it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or not a veteran. Um, you can donate time. You can donate money. Um, you can do. You can just give back. Um, and we're going to create a great platform here shortly with the Vet to Brew program, where by you purchasing a product that was being created by the veterans, that that money is sustaining the nonprofit. Um, we're also creating a new organization that has founded a new group called Heroes Restaurant Group, um, which is for heroes built by heroes, which is going to be this new idea of giving our civilian brothers and sisters an opportunity to find veterans. Um, and the mission of this is to, where veterans can find their community, community can find their veterans all through good food and brew. And this will become a hub of opportunities for veteran organizations who are really truly making an impact in their communities for the community to come in and be involved in. You know, I love our DAVs, our BFWs, and all these other, other organizations, but for too long we've segregated our population of veterans from the community around us, and they don't know who we are. And they want to help. They want to give back, but they don't know how to. But this comes from us having to educate our brothers and sisters of our, of our communities about what a veteran is. Because if not, we're still going to be faced with that. Every veteran has PTSD or every veteran is violent or every veteran who um, is in the military um, has a bad history with their wife. You know, there's so many things that are surrounding um, what the veteran is because we're not taking the time to educate people. And this is where, you know, we as an organization want to start to open those doors and give the opportunity for the community to become part of something bigger than just, the, you know, you know, yes, it's veterans leading veterans, but it's the community that's impacting those veterans. Because we don't come back home to you know, vet new bases. We come back home to communities that we want to be a part of. And this is where this needs to come into play. All right. Well, what we're going to do is take our last break. Welcome back. And, uh, uh, you're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Brian, with Vets to Success. And, Brian, why don't you give out some information as far as how they contact you and your website and so on? Good to go. Um, so we are at uh, www.vets2success.org. Um, that's the main page. That's where you can actually uh, send a little link, a little message if you like. Uh, we don't have a donate button on that, but we can definitely, if you want to donate to the program, by all means, we can make that happen. Um, that email actually comes direct to me, and I respond to all these emails directly. Um, I feel like it's an important part of reaching back out and be able to provide some opportunity to the to not only the community but the veteran brothers and sisters. Um, my personal email um, is Brian B R Y A N at vet V E T S number two success dot org. And um, you know, happy to answer any questions or comments. You can find us on Facebook at vetsuccess.org and Instagram, that's success you follow along all the the change and the impact that's being created in the veterans' lives. You can see John and you can see a couple of our new chefs that are coming on. We have a New Marine Corps chef coming on, Carlos Morales, um, who, you know, served four years as a grunt, and now he's a chef. Uh, we have a couple others coming on from Nashville, Tennessee. We have new partners. I mean, there's just some great, great things happening, and it's an exciting time. Uh, we were just part of a Street Shares Foundation competition that uh, we found out some results on Wednesday to see if uh, we're going to you know, be able to uh, get a little bit of uh, support and donation and some leadership, which is awesome. And so it's just a, it's a great place to find a, a lot of great things happening. And uh, if you just want to give back and donate time, uh, we're looking for that too. And we're looking for, you know, grant writers, and we're looking for supportive people of that nature and philanthropists who want to help raise this to a new level because we are going to make an impact and we are coming to a city near you, I promise. Brian, how many times a year uh, can someone join the program? Right now, um, we're, we do four, we do four cohorts a year, so we do twelve week increments, and so every twelve weeks we like to change our classes. Now that shifts and changes um, due to demand and do, and with the amount of chefs that we have on board, um, the amount of brewers we have on board, um, the amount of bakers we have on board. So all these do shift. We typically do four cohorts in the area at a year, um, so we can have up to I, typically we have seven veterans come through each program at a time, and so you're looking at twenty one veterans per area. And so we've got five different areas we're covering right now. You know, you know, it's the math is starting to pick up quickly. So, um, sounds great. Now we only do have a couple minutes left, uh, Brian, and it was a pleasure having you on our show today. What would you Thank like you. to share with our listeners in closing? Well, you know, this is I'm, I, I had a really crazy life lesson the other day, um, and I was uh, actually going to uh, to pick somebody up for uh, an event and. Uh, my GPS popped up, and it gave me two routes in life to take. 
and one was a long way um, that had extra traffic on it, had extra obstacles on it, and one was a very direct route. Um, and what I realized is that it was such a metaphor to my life is that there's such a direct path to take in life if you so choose to take it, or you can do things the hard way and go through the obstacles and go through the trouble. Um, but there is, there is help out there for you to find the right way. And you just have to be willing to go through the right directions. And uh, that's, that's what I want to leave everybody with. All right. And Bill? Well, Brian, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us here on the American Heroes Network. Thank you for your service to our great nation. Thank you for your continued service to veterans in the veterans community because if there's a way for sure to success, it is veterans helping veterans. Thanks again, sir. Well, thank you All so right. much, gentlemen. And uh, now, as I say, I couldn't save the one, my brother, but uh, we'll do we'll do it as a team. We'll raise the flag together, save many more. All right. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7, and you can hear all the archive shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, ROI Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of